Welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at vedanta.org. Om Viveka Jyananda Nimagna Chittam Viveka Danaika Vinoda Shilam Viveka Vasha Kamaniya Kantam Vivekinangtang Satatang Namami Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi one whose mind was deeply absorbed in the bliss that arises out of the discrimination of the unreal and the real, one whose nature and only spontaneous sport was to bestow upon humanity the wisdom of discrimination, one whose spiritual beauty of the soft hue body was beaming with the effulgent light of discrimination. My constant salutation goes towards that Viveki, the embodied personified personality of discrimination, who is Swami Vivekananda. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. Today, our topic is Vivekananda, Brahmananda, the founder the founders of this organization, this great organization to which we all belong, we call the Vedanta Societies, and in India we call Ramakrishna Mission, the founder, to great founders, Swami Vivekananda and Brahmananda, particularly we remember them because this, it is coming, this month, it happens that both are born in this particular month. So, and what a contribution of them. The world is getting benefit out of them. You know, you know that with the advent of Sri Ramakrishna, a new spiritual movement has started. The new spiritual movement, why? With the exploration, the scientific exploration, to experience the truth that was challenged by the so-called educated people of the time in India. And everything that was ancient and was life-giving, those thoughts and experiences of the sages, they were ridiculed by the educated people of the time, so-called educated people. So materialistic ideology took the supreme stand over the age-old spiritual ideals of India. That was a very critical time. At this particular time, there was, Sri Ramakrishna was born in 1836, who simply rejected all this secular education, or the materialist, the education which can give you only food and shelter. He wanted to go beyond it and he didn't explore in that line, but he rejected and plunged into the spiritual depth of finding 
that cosmic consciousness and bliss inside and outside of his personality as also the meaning and purpose of worshipping the symbols in the form of different divine deities. And samadhi, total absorption into the inner realm of consciousness can be realized here and now that was proven to the world again by Sri Ramakrishna. In ancient time, it has been declared, the sages have declared that, that there is the truth and I have realized the truth which is beyond, which takes everyone beyond the darkness and ignorance. And it can be realized here. And the same truth Sri Ramakrishna experienced and broadcasted. How? By his living. He was not a big orator, but his presence would give the experience of what is called spiritual experience of uplifted moods and divine ecstasies. So now it was he proved again that the that there we are spirits, the divine, the embodiment of eternal joy and bliss. And he proclaimed that God can be seen. God realization is the goal of life. And I can I have seen, you can also see. And Sri Ramakrishna cried then. He cried for two things. Once, he cried to see the Divine Mother. The cosmic consciousness which permeates everything, he used to call it Mother Kali. And he worshipped and prayed and wept and cried before that image, what is called the idol, what is called the image which is mistakenly understood as idol worship. Sri Ramakrishna proved that it is not idol. We don't worship idol. We worship the consciousness and bliss in a symbol. And symbols and symbologies are very fundamental for any spiritual life to grow. So see, he cried and day and night forgot the whole world, forgot his himself, and then had the vision of the Divine Mother, and everything permeated by that Divine Consciousness. Eh? It is all full of joy and bliss, nothing but that. Now he, after that, he started crying again. He cried for some young people, pure soul, who will come and receive this message and broadcast it for the good of humanity. So, Swami Buddha, Buddhananda has a beautiful book where he mentioned that Sri Ramakrishna cried in both ways, one for Makali, to be tangible reality in experiencing, and he cried for this young people like Noreen, Rakhal and others. So he cried and cried and he used to ra go into the roof of the music tower in Dakshineshwar 
and used to cry. Oh, my children, who, where are you all? Come, come. I cannot bear any more. This association of the worldly people, they are talking of worldly material only. So where are you? Come, come. And that cry continued. And then we find that there gathered some young groups of young people who are pure to the backbone in their life, in their, in their very being. They are so extremely dedicated to know the truth, to realize the truth. And then is the question how to see that reality. Not only know intellectually, but to realize. So, Sri Ramakrishna wanted that this, how this spiritual tradition, this spiritual wealth which he gathered, this knowledge and this experience, this realization can be given to the modern age. And not only that, the ages or ages to come to destroy the skeptic idea, the idea of doubts and confusion. So by the will of the divine providence, one by one, 16 pure young boys gathered around him and they absorbed the teachings and experiences of Sri Ramakrishna. Actually, Ramakrishna is the starting point from which this organization came. But Sri Ramakrishna did not start an organization or a movement by making first a group meeting and then planning for mission and mission statement and then laws and bylaws and then approved in the county to get a stamp on it. He did not do like that. It's a unique teacher. He, he just lived the life and he manifested that such intense spirituality. What actually drew the attention of everyone that God-realization is the goal. And centering him in his orbit, he created this extraordinary spiritual giants. And the world will get benefit out of it. So, but he started this powerful movement focused on only one thing, experience of God, the Divine. So this, we are proud to belong to this organization. All of us here sitting. Our goal is to realize God. Simple. This institution, that's why it is called the institution, to explore scientifically the truth, eternal truth within. So that was Sri Ramakrishna's contribution and that he wanted to promote for the good of humanity. It is neither talk, it is neither philosophy, but straight one word, realization, the core of his message. As you know that without one at the back, everything in the world with all its achievements and accomplishments are all zeros, meaningless, joyless and purposeless. So Sri Ramakrishna injected and instilled this grand ideal of the ancient sages and saints of the Vedic India into the hearts of these young souls who are pure and unselfish to their bones. And Norin and Rakhal 
were among them the most powerful instrument to realize this truth first and spread it all over the globe. We know the story what has happened afterwards, how he built the skeptic mind into a mind of absorption in God. Remember the story we were talking about yesterday, that Noreen comes and challenges everything. And he says that all your vision experience is all hallucination of your brain. Yes, it happened. You may see something and you may describe that it is God's vision. So it is like that. The realization, what you realize, these are all fiction of your uh, figment of your mind. And he used to challenge. So similarly, there are stories, you know, when he first came, he touched the whole world was this appearance, the world appearance, which is so real for us, it was drifting into some voidness and he cried out. So when he cried out, then he said, okay, let it be so far. And he's every, every time trying to give him and make him a, his right instrument by giving him the experience, direct experience. And it took, took long time. That story goes like that. One day, Sri Ramakrishna in an ecstatic mood in his room in Dakshineshwar, he was saying that everything is God. This pot, this pitcher, this floor, this roof, this door, this door sill, this even the image, everything is all the palpable Satchidananda, or it is only God, simple language. And Nolan could not understand or take it that much. Uh, he listened, but as soon as he got a chance, he got out of the room, and his good friend was there, whose name is Hazra, and he went there and smilingly and ridiculing and saying, you know, everything is God, no? The pot is God. The jar is God, uh, the floor is God, the marble is God. What a fantasy, no? And he was, and Sri Ramakrishna was in the room. He listened to this, some something going on. So in in half ecstatic mood, in the ecstatic mood, he heard it, and he silently came out and asked Noreen and Hazra, particularly Noreen, what are you talking about? No, we are talking about everything. Noreen is very bold to say whatever he wants. He does not hide anything. Uh, he said, yes, you said that everything is God. We are talking. How funny those things. And Sri Ramakrishna in that, that ecstatic mood, he just touched Noreen. And he experienced that everything is melted all around. There is nothing but one consciousness. The ocean of consciousness, and he's totally absorbed into that. And total transformation came in by one touch. And he didn't express that, what happened to him. But he was trying to see how long, if it is a pigment of mind, then it will go away. It has come, it will go away. So he was waiting for some time. And he found that that experience does not abate him. He cannot. Get out of that experience. It is constantly 
staying with him for some days. His function, his his day-to-day function, his activity became impossible to continue. He cannot walk. He cannot eat. He cannot. He is eating, and mother has uh, given the food, and he is just putting the one or two morsel like that, and the food is falling down his hand, and he is not there. The mother said, "What has happened?" Mother was very worried. Thought that some doctors can cure, and he is not the same person. So first experience, there is nothing but God, and that continued for some days. And then he describes that then, when that intensity came down, then you found this this universe as we see so real. This is real. This is real. This is real. It is no real. It is like a dream. It is there. But you understand, you are consciously dreaming. If it happens like that, he found that this everything, name and form, which is visible, is there, but it is not real. It is just an ex- apparent uh, vision, experience. And that continued for some time, and then after a long time, he came down into the normal consciousness, and he understood. This is the third experience of him that he understood. What Sri Ramakrishna says is true. What the ancient sages have said, it is true that there is only one reality. Only if we can lift our consciousness into that level, mind into that level, then we can feel that. So he was convinced. So he said that in that condition, first when carriage came, I saw the carriage, they and me, they are all one. My hand, my feet, I don't find it. Now second stage when it came, as though I were dreaming, and what in the dreaming state he did? I went to the park in the Hedua, and knocking my head on the iron railing to understand it is real or it is dream, and it appears to be dream-like railing, iron pillars, and came back to normal consciousness, understood. That Sri Ramakrishna's touch brought this non-dual experience, and he can do whatever he likes. He had the power to do that. This experience of Swami Vivekananda and the later touch of Sri Ramakrishna leads led Swami Vivekananda to non-dual truth to be understood as the ultimate truth. And he preached in the whole world this non-dual, absolute truth. Another thing, another story happened in Swami Vivekananda's life. When he, his father passed away, and he fell into the deep trouble, and he was sued by his neighbor, we call family members, for the property, and he was ousted. So court case. But he has no money, and mother and the brother and sister, they are all starving. So in that context, he was searching for a job, but could not find anything. So every day, pitiable condition to see the mothers suffering, but not for food, minimum things of life. And it was continuing. Then one day, Sri Ramakrishna, he came to Sri Ramakrishna. That story also of you know, very common story. 
And he came to see Ramakrishna and said that you have to do something for my mom and my family. I cannot bear their starvation this way. Because he is trying his best, but a world famous orator and such intelligent person like Vivekananda could not find a job for a little, earning little money. Knocking at the doors in every door and drinking the faucet water in the street. Sometimes he himself starving and coming back, feigning that he has ate somewhere. Because if he comes and eats, then this whatever little is there, the sisters and brothers will be fasting them. So that was going on. And then Noren came to Sri Ramakrishna and asked, so please do something. Then Sri Ramakrishna has this wonderful way he said that, what can I do? You don't believe my mother. He had the experience, transcendental experience, mind it. That he understands. But this world is who? What is this world? It is the same divine. That is a big point to understand. Otherwise, Vivekananda will not be engaged in serving God in human being. His new mission. Getting your own samadhi and going to some state of ecstasy is one thing. But coming down from there, you see the divine and you devote your life and mission for the good of others. Serve others. Who you are serving? Yourself you are serving. That spirit is to be brought. So, that's why it is called, this is another struggle or his cry, Ramakrishna's cry, was to bring these people who will carry this mission, what he understood. Transcendental and immanent, both. Now, when he came, and then, uh, actually, in the young, uh, learning in the modern education, Norin and Rakhal, they all signed their names in the group of Brahma movement. And Brahma movement don't believe any forms. It is idol worship. Shun those idol worships. There are statues, there are clay models. Eh? You're worshipping clay model. What does it mean? It's a superstition. Everything is superstition. So, Sri Ramakrishna said, you don't believe my mother. What can I do? Huh? Today is a good day. You can, if you go, and go, your, ask the mother. Whatever you will ask, mother will give you. He said, I don't know your mother. <laughs> I know you. You do something. Well, no, you have to go. And you go and pray to mother and whatever you will pray, mother will give you. And he actually under force went. And when he entered there, he, he forgot. When he was moving, he said, he said in his own language, on my way, he was going to the mother Kali's temple and Ramakrishna's room is not far. If those who have visited, you know it is only a few steps. But he was going out of the room of Ramakrishna and going towards the Kali temple. He said, on my way, I was possessed by a kind of drunkenness and began to stagger. This is the Vivekananda who does not believe in the image worship. It is all idol worship and it is all superstition. See that what is happening. Then he said, I am, I am, I was possessed by a kind of drunkenness and began to stagger. 
I firmly believed that I would see the mother and hear her voice. Then, as I approached, I forgot everything else and became totally absorbed in the thought alone. When I entered the temple, I saw that the mother was actually conscious and living the fountainhead of infinite love and beauty. I was overwhelmed with love and devotion and I bowed down to her again and again and praying, Mother, grant me discrimination, detachment, divine knowledge. My heart was filled with peace. The universe disappeared from my mind and the mother alone occupied it completely. See, what a transformation. Just moving towards the Kali temple, which many of us even think it is idol, it is statue. How much we think about really though we worship, how much we think it is a real. But what a transformation as he moved his, his mind, he's saying that I feel I was like a drunk person and as moving and as I entered, I found it is a, the, when I entered, I saw the mother was actually conscious and living. First of all, it is a living entity. As we see, you are all living, I am living. So that type of experience, a living entity and then it happened, it's a conscious entity and that consciousness, this is a, not only consciousness, it is a fountain of all bliss and joy with love and devotion. No? So it is radiant and manifesting her beauty, her joy, her presence in love and compassion and holiness. It is a tangible reality. And he said that, then forgot. He, he, he came only for asking money, no? Money and food for her family. But what happened? He totally forgot all these things and seeing how can it happen? Suppose if I am in trouble, oh, should I forget that? I would say these are all hallucinations. Let me ask my what I wanted. No. But he has not, his mind is gone because have that tangible vision and experience so deep and profound. He forgot why he came to. But what he said, seeing that if all didn't divine mother's form, the universe disappeared. What the question of this? This body conception, his family, his friend, his nothing in the world remain. And what happened? My mind and it occupied the mother only occupied my mind and I see everywhere the divine mother. So now you know. He went and after that experience he again came back to Ramakrishna and Ramakrishna asked him, Hey, what happened? Did you ask? And I uh, said, oh, sir, I forgot. You forgot? You are praying to me so much and you forgot. How come? Well, no, no, ja, go again. Like that he was sent again. And again the same experience. And came back again. Third time when he came back, he said, sir, I'm not going again. <laughs> it is you. I don't understand you that much. It is you. It is your play, your trick going on. You do whatever is needed. Then Ramakrishna said that, what can I do? Mm -mm. Uh, mother has not kept you money, this to enjoy the fun and uh, fun side of life, no? So, by mother's grace, 
you will get little eh, coarse food and coarse clothing. That means just this side will be ordinary. So that was the anyhow. But what happened? It is the story, whatever it goes. Ultimately by Sri Ramakrishna's grace, he said that you will not suffer from ordinary food and clothing. Your family will not do that. Actually that happened by any way, survived. But Vivekananda was transformed. Noreen was transformed into a world teacher then. What happened? Then we find that he came back and he stayed with Sri Ramakrishna that night. And when he stayed with Ramakrishna, Ramakrishna taught him that song. That, Oh Mother, Thou art Mother Tara. Tang Hi Tara. You are the upholder of the three worlds. You are, the, you are that which is beyond. You are in the water. You are in the earth. You are in the sun, moon. You are everywhere. And he sang, sang, Ramakrishna sang that song and Noren learned that song. He was overwhelmed. Really, he is seeing mother everywhere. And whole night he sang like that. He didn't go to sleep. Because that is such an intense experience. God, nowhere to God everywhere. That is the philosophy which has been taught by Vivekananda in the world. And that's why everywhere he preached about this Vedantic truth. So that was the Sri Ramakrishna's power converted to make his future mission fulfilled. Swami Brahmananda, again we see another story. He said, parallelly, Swami Brahmananda, so he was asking for your massaging Sri Ramakrishna's feet. And suddenly, with the touch of Sri Ramakrishna, Rakhal suddenly lost his outer consciousness and transported into that transcendental realm which he, was, he had longed to experience. You can find it in the Eternal Companion. Sometime Rakhal, he, he won't allow his the spiritual children to sleep, to do austerity, do spiritual practice and realize God first and then you will have enough time to sleep. <laughs> but we sleep more, God realization can wait. <laughs> but as a member of this great organization, as a part of that organization, this is the same. Experience, experience, experience. Nothing less than that is the goal of this. If God is there, to be understood, to be experienced and lived in that consciousness. So Rakhal says, one day he said, I don't get inspiration. And my heart seems sometimes dry and I feel emptiness. Sri Ramakrishna then said, make up your mind to practice spiritual disciplines. Eh? Be sincere like a farmer. Farmers by birth, they don't give up their tilting the ground and preparing it because this year it is dry climate, no rain or it will be raining. They do their job. When rain comes, rain comes. If does, does not, does not. But you do your job. So he was inspiring. And when he was and scolded, and you know, Rakhal was little down. But that same day Rakhal saw that the shrine grows strangely luminous. And Ramakrishna is inside the temple. And Rakhal is sitting outside. 
in the hall, seeing the mother's image and Ramakrishna fanning and doing something. The illumination, he first saw that the shrine grew strangely luminous. The illumination increased in strength until it was as bright as the, as the sun itself. But mellow, not dazzling. This light began to pour through the door of the shrine and seemed about to en engulf Rakal. He was almost losing consciousness and it frightened him and he went out to Sri Ramakrishna's room. See, the question was this, that my mind is dry and Sri Ramakrishna didn't say anything, only said that engage in your spiritual practice. And then when he went to the temple and saw, see what he's seeing, he's saying that the shrine became all lighted and then that illumination increased and it became until it became as bright as the sun. As we say sun means it is a scorching, it is not pleasing, it is not that. The sun, but it is bright as the sun, but mellow and not dazzling. How to express their experience? So these are the language they have said. To feel that it is such a joy, such a presence, you cannot deny it. And that Sri Ramakrishna is giving again and again this type of experience to the pure soul and will be absorbing and absorbing. Even after having done this way many times, they have their experience, but still they did their tremendous spiritual practice after Sri Ramakrishna's passing away also. That means to make it your own, even someone gives some spiritual experience, or by God's grace you get a glimpse of the light. But Sri Ramakrishna's teaching that to do and dive deep into it and make it your own, that you can give anyone. So that, that experience should be established in your experience, unfailing experience. So Sri Ramakrishna was building up their life in this way. Now, Sri Ramakrishna then, uh, you have read this all short time, we cannot go to the much of their life, but they build up this unique characters, Swami Vivekananda, Swami Brahmananda. And after his leaving, passing away, all these 16 disciples, they naturally left went back to their home, excepting few who have no place to go. But Narin was given the instruction by Sri Ramakrishna. Narin was to collect these boys again. And they started a center, not for creating a movement, Ramakrishna movement or Vedanta movement, no. They gathered so that these young people will be together. And do intense spiritual practice and experience the Lord more and more and more so that they are eternally standing on their own understanding of the divine. So, Baranagar Monastery came with a dilapidated house. They have no food. They have no clothing. Think of the earlier Christianity, Christ and his disciples. So, they live together and 
they meditated and prayed and sang and danced in the name of the Lord. Food is there or not is not the question. That is the way this Ramakrishna movement started. Before that I can say Ramakrishna was ill before his departure. In Kashipur garden house, Sri Ramakrishna by his love attracted all these young people who were serving Sri Ramakrishna day and night by rotation because he had the cancer. So some goes to shopping, some goes to help Sri Ramakrishna's cleaning things, some takes care, assisting, staying with Sri Ramakrishna. So that was the starting point and in there we find that Sri Ramakrishna is asking, writing, the Noreen will teach. Uh, Noreen will teach. And he gave away all of his spiritual treasure one day by calling Noreen. And after the transmission, Sri Ramakrishna was in tears. Noreen asked, why are you crying? Then Ramakrishna said, oh Noreen, I have become a beggar today by giving all my spiritual treasure to you. With this power, you will do tremendous good to the world. That was the statement. Who cares about that type of statement when Ramakrishna is saying, few people are, young people are there. And these are young people of all teenage boys. What is their potential capacity? But Sri Ramakrishna saw that they will be the world, world creator of the world movement. And then they came to the Baranagar monastery and then we find that from there they moved to the another monastery. Alumma, they are very close. And then they moved to another on the bank of the Ganga which is called, uh, now it is uh, near the Belurmot, Nilambar Babu's garden house. And then it moved to present state where in Belurmot. But the point is that they are moving like this and all these children then went out. Even Maharaj, ah, he comes from a landlord family. He never have any hardship. But tremendous austerity and spiritual practice he continued. And then moved here and there, was a wandering monk all over the India. And then you know, Swami Vivekananda suddenly got inspiration and then came in this country and preached this Vedanta and then went back. And this is the Vedanta movement. The Sangha, this is called the Sangha or the spiritual organization. And this organization was founded on the twin ideal. First of all, it is not a political organization, it is not a scholarly organization, it is an organization to realize God first yourself. It is called Atmana Mukti. The twin ideal of this organization is called first you know who you are. Make yourself free from all the shackles of bondage. Atma Mukti. And then how will you live? Live only serving others. Serving God in others. Jagat Hitaya Cha. For the good of humanity. There is no caste, no creed, no segment. It is all God, God, God everywhere. To serve God. This is the twin ideal for which this Sangha is established. So here we find that Sangha was is started by this way in the Barnagar monastery and others, and they grew in spiritual power in such a way that they were intoxicated in God. They forgot about the world and anything. And this ideal 
Sami Vivekananda preached all over the world and also he started the headquarters in Calcutta near but it was also he was misunderstood because he is speaking in such a way Ramakrishna said first realize god and Vivekananda is preaching if you think of yourself you will go to hell first think of others is it not a total departure Ramakrishna said first realize god even god comes to will you ask for hospital and dispensary oh lord give me one hospital dispensary so that i can serve people no realize god and serve others then but ramakrishna vivekananda brought this vedantic principle of seeing god everywhere what he has experienced from ramakrishna it is nothing but god i am seeing wrongly as human being so dedicate your life for the service of others service of god and if you be selfish and think of yourself then you go to hell it's a very <laughs> tremendous task upon us to see god in others and to see god here so it cannot be done that's why he gave this ideal of how to uh, absorb this ideal by spiritual practice by meditation by prayer by selfless work huh? and by devotional practice all this can be uh, balanced in one life and to be free and to make others free so this sangha when sami vivekananda passed away sami ji was a dynamic person and that time maharaj's power was not manifested that much because he was absorbed in his own spirituality and getting a dynamo big becoming a big dynamo and when ramakrishna sami vivekananda passed away naturally it was a doubtful era because his everyone thought such a dynamic personality vivekananda is gone this movement will go and die there came sami brahmananda the spiritual son of sri ramakrishna a man of spirituality a man of experience and what he did he carried on the mission which came from sri ramakrishna and which was preached by vivekananda uniquely and what is the net result is where we are here now sami brahmananda he said his his spiritual teachings he is talking to the group of devotees what he saying to, to the young boys who have joined maharaj is saying that swami ji gave his very life to build up this organization and to give facilities to you all they are talking about the brahmacharis of the konkal center in at the foothill of himalayas for your spiritual sadhana that is bringing god into the living beings and he started this hospitals and different areas the activities like old sadhus nobody to look after he inspired vivekananda inspired his young students to bring them to nurse them to care for them there is no money still but still they by their life dedicated that way and maharaj is inspiring going over there that he gave this very life to build up this organization and to give facilities to you all for your spiritual practice try to realize the great love that sami ji bore for you all he cut short his life by overworking out of his infinite love for all he had great faith in young men sami vivekananda has left the charge of his mission as a sacred trust upon you so how sami ji 
Maharaj is inspiring these young boys that they are thinking that everyone, suppose you, if we come to join in this monastery, what do you want? We will be meditating, we will be just going to Samadhi immediate. That is our immediate hope, no? And so, who will do now go to do the chorvas and go to serve the hymns, ailing patient and feed them medicine and make some diet for them and someone has soiled the cloth, clean the soiled cloth? Is the monk's duty? He said, really, but what see, Swami Vivekananda has done and the principle, not you are serving a man or woman, but you are serving the divine whom you are meditating here, you are serving that person there in the form. What a great spiritual uplifting attitude he has given for the whole of the world. If we can apply a little bit of it, our everyday life in the home, that will be transcended. In, in, in every day, our spiritual life will be enriched to its highest degree and peace will abide. He continued, Sri Ramakrishna manifested himself to the world to Swami Vivekananda and gave his mission to him. Sri Ramakrishna is too great for ordinary man to understand. Swamiji has placed Sri Ramakrishna and his ideas before the world so that they may be understood by ordinary mind. Swamiji has preached Sri Ramakrishna's ideas in a form intelligible to all. It is madness to try to understand Sri Ramakrishna except in the light of Swamiji's teachings. Who is saying? It is Brahmananda Swami saying. And he integrated this. He is great himself. But what a love for his brother Noren. And he's glorifying him. And Noren also glorifying. Who am I? Everything under Maharaj. Maharaj is our head. He is our president. Right? Go and ask him. So this love and respect went into his highest. And this organization was created in the, the bond of love. Read again and again Swami Vivekananda. The sayings of Sri Ramakrishna and Swamiji and his works, and plunge yourself in meditation. So, Swangha, uh, Swami Vivekananda trusted Brahmananda, and he hold the fort of monastic ideal and philosophy for a long time, because Vivekananda died in 1902, and Swami Brahmananda passed in 1922. About 20 years he hold this whole organization in in the right way and giving the proper direction to that this organization is for self-realization, Atma Mukti, fundamental point, we are all here, you are all here for your self-realization. Who are you to know? And in every practice, every action, it is service to that same reality. There is nothing but God. That is the philosophy of this organization. It has set for two ideas, as I have said. This organization is a practically, it is the, this is the practical Vedanta, what it teaches. One of the crowning glory of the heritage of this Ramakrishna order. And that is trying to manifest in the field of education, in the field of healthcare, in natural disasters, in riots, and to serve God in human being. And we really one. No, time is not there, but story. Uh, I was in the training center. We got the opportunity for two years to go to study intensely and practice and get some guidance how to build up our life. For two years, it's called a seminary, two years seminary. And when I was there, 
I only got two years time and in between there came a Bangladesh war. And as the war came, we are very happy. We are doing meditation more because no time when we are engaged in our centers, we have so much of work and when we are young people, naturally more work comes upon us. And then uh, we are getting absorbed and time was going very wonderfully. And suddenly uh, our president Maharaj called, now you have to go, go to Bangladesh war and refugees are there, go and serve them. My God, this level of internal peace and joy, we are meditating and studying and uh, reading the scriptures and learning things totally in a different way and just pulled into the fighting area where the cannons are fighting there. And in the refugees camp, I was in a camp where 14,000 refugees were there. And to serve them, their needs, and their cry, everyone is crying, who lost his mother, who lost his brother, who lost his daughter, wife, husband, and how brutally they were killed. And every day, go door to door, hear all these cries only. That's a great help. But I was, and another two, three, four brahmacharis were put into that area. No? Where is our meditation? So I was really upset. <laughs> because oh, what is this and this chance will not come back they will not give another okay you go there and then you will be more given to this opportunity in the meditation and uh, no so but one Swami wrote me a beautiful letter and that inspired me this philosophy see he says you are thinking of God you know Swami Akhandananda when he was serving the orphan boys they have not, nobody to look after. He, such a great spiritual giant who became the president of our order, he used to bathe and clean and cook and feed these four, five, five, six, seven years orphan Muslim children. And when they used to bathe them, how do you to do? We would, you do pour water, no? Only to bathing, that's all. He used to chant the mantra, what we do in puja. And that inspired me so much. This is the living God. If you want to see God there, yes, you should have to see God here. See this organization, how still now this spiritual ideal carries on. How much we can follow or how much we fail, that's our defect or our success. But this organization stands for that and it is your responsibility, it is our responsibility to carry on this glorious philosophy and make it real. And this Sangha is meant for the whole world and everyone to realize their inner divinity and, and seeing the divinity in others. No? The practical idea, harmony, that's beautiful. This order stands for harmony, harmony of all religious ideas, paths to reach the goal. The all paths, they lead to the same goal. Don't fight. Be deep in your spiritual practice. What a glorious organization giving this, this vast idea of Catholicity that everyone respect every path. You may not like it. That is a path. Let them follow. And you be steeped in your practice and realize so that you are a man of God. Not by fighting, but by transforming your character. So that is the glory of this organization. They use all the faculties of life. Your intellectual faculty, your devotional, emotional faculty, your active faculty, your meditative faculty. 
Just utilize all this Gyana Karma Yoga Bhakti and make the 24 hour a part of your, it is a spiritual life. Not Sunday lecture time, one hour spiritual time. I go to church for on Sunday once day. Our Swami Sananda Maharaj used to say, he asked somebody who you can call a church member. If the whole year, if he attends one day at least, he will be called a church member. But that is good. But that will not do. This Vedanta does not get satisfied there. Every day, every moment, it should be made spiritual. There is no secular. Secular and spiritual, this distinction is abolished from the philosophy of our, this Vedanta teaching. And then it says that, how you'll be just stepped into deep philosophy? And then you'll be sitting before the Lord and cry and tears will roll down. Next moment, he will go into the meditation and you dive deep, forget the whole world. Isn't that a wonderful idea? At least idea-wise, think about that. What will be a blessed life then? In every way, you are saturated with that joy. Through your karma, through your meditation, through your analysis of the reality of the world and unreality of the world, seeing God in everyone and serving a whole day, making the life most blessed. So that is the ideal of this order. No one-sided philosophy, no words of criticism for anyone. Help everyone to be spiritual, by not by converting, but by giving them the love to convert internal, to make a Hindu a better Hindu, and also to make a Christian, a better Christian. That was Swami Vivekananda's idea. And this organization stands that don't fight with the experience of the absolute oneness, or God in the form. Those who are worshipping God in the form, they are lower. I go divide, think of God in the infinite, that is best. And Buddhism just like that, analyzing, is all changing, changing. They're bad, I right. Don't say like that. They say that these are the different states and flights of your experience. All non-dual, absolute, monotheism, the vision of gods and goddesses, even the human god, god in ordinary human being, these are all in the different flights of our spiritual development. No conflict, only move in the spiritual journey, all will be solved. And this philosophy should be broad like that, of vast like that of space and deep ocean, ocean, deep like ocean, vast like the sky. This broadness should be, this Vedanta students should be broad. And that is the mission of this organization. And there we get all these things from our great heritage, Ramakrishna, Vivekananda, Brahmananda. Thank you all. And I conclude with one prayer to Maharaj. Om Kalindi Pulla Kamale Madhavena Kridarata Brahmananda Namastubhyam Sadguru Lokanayaka Om Shanti 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 we bow down to Swami Brahmananda, who is the leader of mankind and the real spiritual teacher. We salute him who dances with the Lord Krishna Madhava on the full bum lotus over the river called Kalindi Jamuna. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast 
from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.